Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. You probably think you know fairy tales. Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood. You probably think that they're cute and boring. But the real stories aren't cute and boring at all. The grim fairy tales were weird and sometimes gross and often scary. And in the podcast Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, you can listen along with a group of other kids as I tell them those tales. The episodes are sometimes grim, sometimes grimmer, and sometimes grimmest. But no matter how creepy it gets, we'll always have a great time guessing what'll happen next, cracking jokes, and discussing what these tales mean to us. You can listen to Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest now, wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow the show so you don't miss new episodes. It's Mr. Snooze here, the manager of the Flusville Factory, bringing you Flues Mania, the fun-filled Flues Challenge for kiddos of all ages. You know how I love trivia. It's one of my very favourite things. Well, technically it's a tie between trivia and having my employees do a factory inventory every three weeks without overtime. But today is a trivia day, so let's get stuck in. Today, Fluesmania trivia is all about you. Well, technically, it's about all humans and funny things your bodies can do. Fizzies have quite different anatomies to people. Some of us have fur or scales or extremely sensitive nose hoses. And some of us have an incredible ability to test my patience. <clears throat> Waffle and Martha. <clears throat> now, I have seven questions all about the human body. So fasten your seatbelts, kids of all ages, and get ready to embody the perfect trivia test taker. Eh? Embody? Do you get that? Like, embody to take full form of, and and I emphasised body because we're talking about the human body. Uh, All right, Bob seems to be giving me a wind-up sign already. I guess I'll just press on, shall I? Human body question number one. Let's try a very simple one first. The human mouth produces saliva every single day. First of all, that's disgusting. Second of all, how much saliva does the human mouth produce in one single day? A. Roughly one cup. B. Roughly one litre, that's 33 ounces. Or C, enough to fill an Olympic-sized swimming pool. I'll tell you this for nothing, I'm certainly not going for a swim. Gosh, we're off to a messy start, wouldn't you say? 
or maybe you're drooling for more? In which case, that sounds like a medical abnormality and you should seek medical attention immediately. You know, if this fact about saliva surprises me too much, I'll do a spit take. Okay, Bob, I'll move on. So, let's see. How much saliva does the human mouth produce in one single day? A. One cup B. One litre or 33 ounces Or C. Enough to fill an Olympic-sized swimming pool The answer is... One litre! That's 33 ounces of saliva every day! That's four cups! Oh, goodness me. You humans must be fairly damp. You know, mould grows in damp places, don't you? You know, I don't think about that too much, actually. Moving on. Here we are, the second human body question. What is the largest muscle in the human body? Is it A, the biceps in your arm? B, the muscles in your uh, behind, the gluteus maximus they're called, or C, the calf muscles in the back of your leg. Good gravy. I uh, don't mean to brag, but I have very strong muscles myself, mainly from carrying the Fizzbar factory entirely on my shoulders. Uh, But still, did you know the word muscles comes from the Latin word that means little mouse, which is what they thought biceps looked like. Quick, flex your arm and look at your bicep. Is there a little mouse under there? That's very strange and I do not like it. But I couldn't handle knowing that information alone, so now you know too. I'm sorry and thank you. Now, what is the largest muscle in the human body? A. The biceps. B, the uh, behind, the gluteus maximus, or C, the calf muscles. The answer is, oh no, the muscles in your behind. Well, I haven't exercised in a while, so you could say mine are even bigger. Therefore, superior, of course. Moving on to human body question number three. We've got a lot of ground to cover. Speaking of covering ground, I have a true or false for you. If you laid out all the blood vessels in your body, they would circle the entire globe. True or false? I cannot stress this enough, by the way, that you should not do that. Your blood vessels belong on the inside. That's the same for fizzies. Oh, look at that. We've got something in common. (laughs) Let's find out the answer. If you laid out all the blood vessels in your body, they would circle the entire globe. True or false? The answer is true. Laid out, your entire blood vessel network stretches on for 60,000 miles. (laughs) That is impressive and very off-putting. Human body question number four. This one was put in by Waffle and Martha, and I had to go and research the answer. Please don't blame me for this next one. But here we go. How many times do humans fart every day? Is it A, 
only once a day, B, between 13 and 20 times a day, or C, at the very minimum, 463 times a day. Well, the only fizzy I know to pass gas 400 times a day is Luther in the swoosh room. It's why he's the only employee in the swoosh room. Okay, here we are. How many times do humans fart every day? Is it A, only once a day, B, between 13 and 20 times a day, or C, at the very minimum, 463 times a day? The answer is between 13 and 20 times a day. If that grossed you out, send Waffle and Martha an angry letter. I know I certainly will. Maybe we'll get enough interest that we could form a class action. Now, question number five. Get ready. Spread over their lifetime, the average human spends roughly one entire year A. Sitting on the toilet B. Making peanut butter on toast or C. Thinking about fizz bars Well, it certainly isn't C. Over their lifetime, you're guaranteed to be spending 30 to 40 years thinking about fizz bars. There's one thing I know to be an undeniable fact. People care about your personal enterprise the exact same amount that you do and act accordingly. <laughs> okay, let's find out. Spread over their lifetime, the average human spends roughly one entire year A. Sitting on the toilet B. Making peanut butter on toast or C. Thinking about fizz bars The answer is A. Sitting on the toilet my, my, these human bodies certainly do some, uh, interesting things. Uh, we've only got two human body questions left, thank goodness. I hope you have your thinking caps on, which are not actually part of the human anatomy. Human body question number six. True or false, babies have more bones than grown-ups. True or false? Gee, this one is a real noodle scratcher, isn't it? I think they have the same amount, correct? I mean, babies are just tiny adults who don't pay taxes, which I think should be a criminal offence, but that's neither here nor there. So, true or false? Babies have more bones than grown-ups. The answer is true. Adults have 206 bones, while baby human bodies have about 300 that fuse and grow together over time. Wow, no wonder they look so squishy. We've only got one more human body question left in our human body triviathon. Are you ready? Here we go. Human body question number seven. When humans blush, their cheeks turn a rosy red. But not only that, another part of every human's body turns a rosy red. Which part of the body is it? And this time, it's up for you to completely take a guess. I mean, you should know, you are the human being after all. Hmm, I would give you a few possibilities, but Waffle and Martha suggested some options that I cannot comfortably repeat on air. <laughs> Have you got any ideas? I'll give you a hint. 
It's not your gluteus maximus. <laughs> Ready to find out. When humans blush, what other part of the body turns a rosy red? Aside from your cheeks, on your face, of course. The answer is the inside of your stomach. Isn't that bizarre? What's even stranger is how did a human find that out? Woof. And now, would you look at that? We have done it. We have answered seven challenging human body questions on Flu's Mania Triviathon. How many did you get right? I hope you got them all. Uh, but if you didn't, you can always listen to our next trivia show and try again. Hello, it's Mr. Schnooze, the manager of the Flusville factory, bringing you Flues Mania, the fun-filled Flues challenge for kiddos of all ages. Oh, you know that I absolutely love trivia. It's one of my most favourite things. Well, to be honest, it's a tie between trivia and the cold, empty eyes of factory workers in overtime. I'm sure it just means they're very focused. But alas, today is a trivia day. So let's get stuck in. Today, Flusmania trivia is all about words. Like the ones I'm speaking right now. And just then and currently. Uh, here's the thing. Language is utterly bizarre. The words thought through and thorough look so similar, but they mean three completely different things. You can use words to describe your feelings, elation, scepticism, and whatever hot feeling it is in my guts that builds every time I'm around Waffle and Martha. No, Bob, the station manager, it's not love, it's Irritation, that's it. Intense irritation. So, to celebrate how wonderful language is, we're talking all about words. And I'm going to test your knowledge on words that may or may not, in fact, exist. You might even learn something, you know that? So pay attention. And as a legal disclaimer, I'll say you probably won't learn anything, but there's no harm in trying. Anyway, I've got some wonderful word questions coming your way, kiddos. So fasten your seatbelts and here we go. Wordy word question number one. How many words are added to the dictionary every single year? Is it A, 4,000, B, none, we have all the words, don't be stupid. Or C, 25, and they all start with the letter Q. All right, clearly we've had some joker helping out with trivia answers this week. The obvious answer is B. How would we get words added to the dictionary? We know them all already. Maybe I can get a list of all the words I know to prove it to you. That way we don't need any more. All right, uh, number one, guitar. Uh, number two, fizzbar. Number three, oblong. Number four, non-union. Number five, workplace health and safety, which I think covers several. Uh, number six, coccyx. Uh, number seven, ambulance. Uh, what's that, Bob? Move on. 
Well, in an interest of time, I guess you're right. There's a lot of trivia that'll transpire. So, let's find out the answer. How many words are added to the dictionary every year? A. 4,000 B. None or C. 25 and they all start with the letter Q. The answer is... Uh, 4,000? Wow! Apparently, with the invention of new colloquialisms, which are expressions that are informally used and often today are invented through social media, are added to the dictionary every year. In fact, did you know that the word LOL, L-O-L, was added to the dictionary in 2011? Meanwhile, I'm still waiting for Fizzbar to pop up and it's been over two weeks since I submitted my letter. On to the second weird word question. What does bumbershoot mean? A. It's a type of onion. B. It means to drive very quickly. Or C. It means umbrella. Well, my, this is a noodle scratcher, wouldn't you say? Bumbershoot, bumbershoot, bumbershoot. You know, it doesn't even sound real, does it? It's what you'd expect Dr. Seuss to say if he sneezed. Uh, true, a bumbershoot. <laughs> Maybe a curse word on Sesame Street. Let me just get to the answer before I get taken down with legal action. What does bumbershoot mean? A. It's a type of onion. B. It means to drive very quickly. Or C. It means umbrella. The answer is C. Umbrella. A bumbershoot first appeared as a phrase in the United States in the 1700s as a combination of bumber from the word umbrella and shoot from parachute. Ha! You learn something new every day. Unless you already knew that, in which case, show off. And here we are, whimsical word question number three. This one's a true or false. Zoanthropy is a real word. True or false? Zoanthropy. Uh, well, that one seems pretty simple, doesn't it? Is, it? is it real or not? Maybe Waffle and Martha snuck in here and made that one up. What would they think zoanthropy means? Goodness me, do I really want to put myself in the head of Waffle and Martha? <laughs> That's going to lead to some pretty intensive zoanthropy. Huh, philanthropy is an expression of wealth for others, so maybe zooanthropy is an expression of loving a zoo? Oh, I don't know. Do you know? I'd say we better find out, and the quicker the better. A true or false? Zooanthropy is a real word. The answer is true. Zoanthropy describes when human beings think they're an animal and start acting like one. Hmm, I'll have to come up with a word for fizzies that act like animals and make a huge mess of the factory. Oh wait, there are already two very sufficient words. Waffle and Martha. Now, would you look at that? We've already whizzed through three word questions. On to the next, shall we? Worrying word question number four. What is a contronym? What is a contronym? Is it A, the written version of a number, 
like when you spell the number three, T-H-R-E-E, instead of using the digit? Or is it B, words that can contradict themselves? Oh, wait, uh, what does contradiction mean again? Uh, ah, I see. When something is said that conflicts with itself. Oh, I see. Like when Waffle and Martha say everyone should work harder and then take three weeks off to eat as much apple pie as they physically can. Okay, well, let's check out this answer. What is a contronym? Is it A, the written version of a number, like spelling tree, T-H-R-E-E, or is it B, words that can contradict themselves? The answer is B, words that can contradict themselves. So, uh, for example, the word buckle can mean to connect something, to buckle it up, but it can also mean collapse, like when knees buckle out from under you. Or, or the word temper, which I know well, which can be to soften something or to strengthen. My goodness, I think I've got a headache learning that. But you know what? We're getting there. Quick now, I'm pressing on to a wandering word question and it's number five. Another true or false. Etymology is a type of medical practice mainly focusing on repairing pinky toes. True or false? I swear, if Waffle and Martha break into my office again and submit a joke answer, I'm going to dive into Lake Fizzy and I may not ever come back. No, that's not a promise, Bob. Stop smiling. Of course I wouldn't dive in Lake Fizzy and not come back. The factory would fall into a shambles. Now, etymology. True or false? Etymology is a type of medical practice mainly focusing on healing the pinky toe. True or false? The answer is false. Etymology is finding the origin of words, from where and what words are derived. Uh, for example, um, the word walrus. Let's think about that. Well, the word walrus comes from an old English word that literally translates to whale horse. You know, I actually like that better. Whale horse. Ah, got a ring to it. Now, we've only got two worthy word trivia questions left. Here we are. Word question number six. Where does the word alphabet come from? A. China B. Greece Or C. Mr. Schnooze's big butt Oh, oh, well that is ridiculous! Waffle and Martha are really going to get quite a talking to the second I see them. I... What's that, Bob, the station manager? Oh, it was you who wrote that answer. Hmm. Well, uh, that's very funny. You know, Bob, I wonder who I'll get advice from when I'm considering giving you that vacation time you've asked for. Maybe my big butt. Don't just laugh at that, Bob. I'm trying to be snarky and threatening. Ah, let's just find out the answer. Where does the word alphabet come from? A. China B. Greece Or C. Mr. Schnooze's big butt. The answer is... B. Greece Alphabet's origins come from the first two letters of the Greek alphabet, alpha and beta, 
Well, isn't it more fun to take things seriously, Bob? Look how much fun it was to learn that. Uh, we are up to our final question, and it can't come soon enough. Here we are, question seven. This one is time sensitive. Are you ready? We're going to put five seconds on the clock. When you spell it backwards, what does the word stressed become? Then that's five seconds. I hope you figured it out. The answer is when you spell stressed backwards, you get desserts. I can't think of anything more relaxing than a nice fizz bar. And after this emotionally turbulent trivia test, I might just have one right now. Or four or 75 cases. And there you have it. Seven Flues Mania trivia questions all about wonderful words. How many did you get right? I hope you got them all. But if you didn't, you can always listen to our next trivia show and try again. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Mr. Schnooze, the manager of the Fluesville factory, bringing you Flues Mania, the fun-filled Flues challenge for kiddos of all ages. You know how I just love trivia. It's one of my most favourite things. Well, it's certainly top three, alongside a nice walk along Lake Fizzy. And Jeff Bezos, that man knows how to treat his workers. But alas, today is trivia day, so let's get right down to it. Today, Flues Mania is all about technology. Uh, right now, I'm talking into a microphone. That's technology. It's connected to a switchboard. That's technology. That's connected to a computer. More technology. Which Bob, the station manager, has, for some reason, also connected uh, to a microwave oven. I guess... As long as his computer also has a bite, eh? A bite like a piece of a com like computer a term, but also bite like something you can eat. Oh... Mr. Schnooze, save the homonyms for Joke Fest. Anyway, kiddos of all ages, all of that is, in fact, technology. So today, I've got seven big questions about technology. Fasten your seatbelts, kids of all ages. And away we go. Titillating technology question number one. Where did the word robot come from? A a Latin word meaning strong helper, B, 
a Czech word that means forced labour, or C, an Australian word that means computer shrimp on the computer Barbie. Uh, Bob, the station manager, I thought we'd change the lock so Waffle and Martha couldn't put their little answers in here to confuse this poor audience. What's that, Bob? Oh, you put that answer in there for them. Why are you helping Waffle and Martha? A dollar's a dollar. All right, well, it's a technology episode, Bob, so I hope it was at least cryptocurrency or something. Anyway, let's find out the answer. Where did the word robot come from? A, a Latin word meaning strong helper. B, a Czech word that means forced labour. Or C, an Australian word that means computer shrimp on the computer, Barbie. The answer is... B. Robot comes from the Czech word robota, which translates to forced labour. Forced labour? Hmm. Makes me think that perhaps I could get some good replacements for some certain workers. Okay, here we go. Trivial technology question number two. True or false? The first VCR was the size of a piano. True or false? If you don't know what a VCR is, don't worry about it. I've seen pictures. It's often a thing at your grandparents' house you put these tapes into to watch movies. Instead of on the computer or watching a DVD, movies would be on large black tapes. And you'd use the VCR to watch it. What a nuisance. I watch my TV the right way, on a tiny computer in my hand, five minutes at a time while using the loo. Now, let's hear the answer. True or false? The first VCR was the size of a piano. True or false? The answer is true. In 1956, the first VCR was built and it was the size of a whole piano. No wonder we don't want to use them anymore. We don't have the room. Now, terrific technology question number three. Today's cameras, you point them and you click them and the photo captures and it's done. But when the camera was first invented, how long did it take to capture the very first picture? A. Two minutes. B. 25 minutes or C, 8 hours. Oh, I think cameras are marvellous things, especially security cameras. But we certainly didn't need them to see who spray-painted Waffle is King in string cheese on the side of the factory. I'll give you one guess. Wow, Bob, you're right. It was Martha. Uh, now, let's be serious and hear the answer, shall we? When the camera was first invented, how long did it take to capture the very first picture? Two minutes, 25 minutes, or eight hours? The answer is... C. Eight hours! The first ever photograph, taken in 1826, took eight hours to expose. Gosh, I hope the person stood really still for that. Oh, it was a photo of a rooftop out a window. Well, sounds like wall-to-wall -wall good photography. <laughs> Come back for Joke Fest. All right, moving on. We've already gotten through three technology questions. Now we're up to a tough technology question. 
Number four. The first computer mouse wasn't made of plastic like they are now. What was it made of? A. Wood. B. Iron. Or C. It was a live mouse with very real fur and her name was Stephen. Goodness me! A and B are rather silly options, but then again, if it's option C, I'd be concerned about where the power cord went. Uh, no, Bob, I don't need your comment on that, and neither does Peter. All right, let's find out. What was the very first computer mouse made of? A, wood, B, iron, or C, it was a live mouse with very real fur and her name was Stephen. The answer is A. The first computer mouse was made of wood, all the way back in 1964 by a man named Doug Engelhert. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't C, otherwise the rodent would have been the one hurt. <laughs> ah, snoozy. Now, on to telling technology question number five. True or false? Spam email is named after the canned meat. True or false? Mmm, canned meat, doesn't that sound delicious? Not. Uh, although, I am rather excited to find this out, because if the meat can inspire an entire subsection of correspondence, maybe Fizzbar could fit somewhere too. I imagine it'd have to be the best emails that you ever receive. They go into a Fizzbar section. Oh, this could work. And I could copyright it and charge Buko bucks. Uh, sorry, got distracted for a moment. Let's find out the answer. True or false? Spam email is named after the canned meat. True or false? The answer is true. Spam email was called that because on an English sketch group called Monty Python, they described canned meat spam as horrible and being ubiquitous and inescapable. You know, I think that term actually works for spam email. And a few people I know, actually. Uh, but now it's time for timely technology question number six. Are you still with us? Maybe you need an alarm to wake you up. And speaking of... When alarm clocks were first invented, how many times would they ring? A. 50 times. B. 642 times. Or C just once. Well, there's an asterisk here that says trick question. Hmm, I didn't agree to any tricks. Is there going to be a whoopee cushion in this envelope? The anticipation is killing me. I hope there's no confetti cannon strapped to the front of my six-wheeled bike. <laughs> Let's find out. Uh... Oh, the answer is C. The first alarm clock only rang at one Literally, it would only ring at 4am. And that was in 1784. What did they need to get up for at 4am? Black Plague Friday sales? The first alarm clock you could actually set to an appropriate time wasn't invented until almost 100 years later. And look at that. We've only got one question left. Ready? The titan of old technology questions. This one is about Nintendo. 
Nintendo was first founded in 1889. But that's a long time before computers. What did they sell? Is it A, toasters? Okay, no. B, goats and sheep? Probably not. Or C, playing cards? Well, seems like we've got a full house of silly answers. <laughs> when all I ask for is every single game be taken completely seriously. Right, let's find out the answer, shall we? When Nintendo was founded in 1889, what did they sell? A. Toasters, B. Goats and Sheep, or C. Playing Cards? The answer is... Playing Cards! Would you look at that? I suppose it makes sense. From games to games, I suppose. Although, if they did sell Goats and Sheep, it may not have been a bad investment. <laughs> There you have it, kiddos. Seven incredible technology trivia questions on Flu's Media Trivia. How many did you get right? I hope you got them all. But if you didn't, don't fret. You can always listen to our next trivia show and try again. Or maybe pretend you've not listened to this, play it for a friend, and then tell them all the answers that you're getting right because you're so smart. I like that idea. Give it a go. Now, that brings us to the end of Flu's Mania for today. But remember, Flu'sville is a secret. Don't go telling everyone about it, or we'll be overrun with kids while we're trying to work. Until next time, this is Mr. Schnooze signing off. Ta-ta for now. Go, kid, go. A lot of people remember what they dream about when they go to sleep. But what if you discovered you could move between the world of dreams and real life? That's the story of Dream Breachers, where Evan wakes up on his 12th birthday and realizes that something he dreamed about that night had actually happened. Dream Breachers is a high-stakes sci-fi mystery adventure. And with the help of his friends, a reappearing stranger, and a mysterious organization called the Dream Academy, Evan will discover what it means to be a dream breacher. If that sounds like a dream to you, you are in luck, my friend. You can listen to Dream Breachers now, wherever you get your podcasts.